With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Don's Appliances Studios, where Pittsburgh shops for appliances. This is WDVE Pittsburgh. Joe Exotic. Remember what a, what? Remember how quaint that was? <laughs> I feel like that was seven years ago. We talked a lot about Joe Exotic. Dude, oh, that yeah. show... At the beginning of the pandemic was a banger. It kind of saved us a little bit from having to acknowledge reality at the time. A little bit. Well, yeah. the whole world is shutting down. Yeah. What do you here's this dude feeding <laughs> some roadside malnourished tigers Walmart meat. He is a Theo Vaughn friend come to life. Yes. <laughs> My friend, dude. Swear to God, dude. He used to steal uh, expired meat from Walmart, dude. And this one guy without an arm and smoked meth, man. Randy Bellman and the DVE Morning Show. Six minutes after six at DVE, here's the Channel 11 Severe Weather Center forecast. Hazy sunshine today and warm, but still not humid. High temperature today. 82 degrees. I'm Scott Harbaugh in Severe Weather Center 11. 57 degrees now at DVE. The news is brought to us by Craig Gowker Roofing. I'm Val Porter. Former President Trump has been indicted in connection with the January 6th, 2021 Capitol riot. Prosecutors say his efforts to overturn the 2020 presidential election contributed to that riot. This marks the second time the Department of Justice has indicted Trump, the first coming in the case involving his handling of classified documents. Trump was also charged in New York in connection with hush money payments to porn star Stormy Daniels and a district attorney in Georgia has strongly hinted that Trump will be indicted soon over alleged election interference there. A new lawsuit alleges J.P. Morgan moved over a million dollars in payments from Jeffrey Epstein to girls or women after he was no longer a client. The U.S. Virgin Islands makes the claim about the disgraced and deceased financier in a new court filing. It's part of a federal lawsuit against the company claiming it facilitated Epstein's sex trafficking for years. The bank denies any wrongdoing and adds it ended its relationship with Epstein in 2013. The convicted sex offender hanged himself in jail in 2019. Allegheny County officials are warning about a recent data breach. County leaders say their operation is among many impacted by a compromise of the file transfer software MoveIt. The breach reportedly allowed hackers to access information stored by the county, including some driver's license and social security numbers. A call center has been set up for county residents to check if their information was exposed. Details are posted at AlleghenyCounty.us. 
Pennsylvania State Police are investigating a recent uptick in catalytic converter thefts in Butler County. Over the last month, there have been multiple instances of the thefts in the county, including two separate vehicles that had catalytic converters stolen on Railroad Street in East Butler Borough. Another instant, uh, instance reported in Conoquinessing Township. Anyone with information on any catalytic converter thefts in Butler County are asked to contact state police. Well, a Chinese zoo is laughing off speculation that its bears are actually human beings in costumes. Video clips of the Hangzhou Zoo's sun bears standing and waving began circulating online with social media users joking about them actually being people dressed as the bears. The zoo posted on Chinese social media from the perspective of a sun bear named Angela. It read... I got a call after work yesterday from the head of the zoo asking if I was being lazy and skipped work today and found a human to take my place. Well, the statement reiterated that Angela is a sun bear, not a black bear, not a dog, a sun bear. I don't know what that statement means, but (laughs) the zoo is denying that it's human beings in their costumes, so... Well, McDonald's is looking for yet another way to your heart and your stomach with... A brand new spinoff chain set to debut next year. McDonald's isn't revealing much about the chain except its names, Cosmics. That's the name of a long-forgotten mascot they trotted out briefly in the 80s. No idea what this mascot is. Never heard of it. Uh, if you're like me and you don't remember, it has six arms and relocated from a home in space after discovering McDonald's burgers and fries. The concept for Cosmics will be announced in December. So how much do you love Costco? Enough to prove it with a tattoo? Fans of the big box store are getting all sorts of ink to show their dedication, showing off everything from the classic Kirkland brand logo to the beloved $1.50 hot dog special. But before you go under the needle, you don't get anything for it. Apparently, it's just a thing that people are doing for fun. I don't know why they would do that, but... It's a thing. Well, the NFL and Nickelodeon will make Super Bowl history next year. The popular family and kids cable network will host the first ever alternate telecast of the Super Bowl on February 11th. The broadcast will be filled with special on-field graphics and guest reporters aimed at children and families. CBS Sports and Nickelodeon won two sports Emmys for their previous alternate broadcasts during the NFL Super Wild Card weekend last season. Nickelodeon will also air the Nickelodeon NFL Nickmas game. Uh, that's between the Raiders and the Kansas City Chiefs, and that's going to happen on Christmas Day. A New Mexico judge is refusing to toss out the case involving the rust onset shooting. The film's armorer is charged with involuntary manslaughter and tampering with evidence in the incident that led to the shooting death of cinematographer Helena Hutchins. The defense had filed a motion to dismiss the case. Charges filed against actor Alec Baldwin, who held the gun, had already been dropped by prosecutors. The judge said the case will stay the course with a preliminary hearing scheduled for next week. Expect hazy sunshine today. Temperature is going to be in the low 80s. It's 57 degrees now at DBE. I'm Val Porter. Randy and Bill are on vacation. Mike Pursuit are going to be live from Steelers training camp. Also, our producer Jacob along for the ride this morning. Dale Lawley going to join us at 845 as we get into uh, Steelers training camp with pads on. 
Yesterday was the first day and uh, some action happening. So uh, exciting to hear about that going on. Mark Madden as well at 945. It's the DVE Morning Show.
Morning Show. I've never had a peanut butter and jelly sandwich. Shh. In your life? Shut. Nope. Up. What? Why? <laughs> The look on your face. <laughs> just—it's like you, it's like I punched you in the nugget. I just have You're never like, heard anybody say that. How, how is that possible? Well, I never liked peanut butter. Do you like it now? Yes, yeah, I can eat it now. If I made you peanut butter and jelly and brought as it in tomorrow, as long as there was not too much peanut butter on it. What kind of like jelly do you big like? Goopy. Uh, a Concord. Anything? Anything? Yeah, grape works. Smuckers. I, I got her pegged as a Concord. Mm-hmm. Like works. traditional grape. All uh, right. Uh, yeah. I'll bring in PBJs for everybody. Crusts or no crusts? A uh, crust is okay. Good. That's acceptable. I just I you can't to, believe that this like this is this is wild. I don't know how you get through <laughs> childhood without having this. I didn't like peanut butter. Mm-hmm. Okay. My brother ate peanut butter sandwiches <laughs> like they were going to run out of peanut butter. I'll tell you what. I always I, I get the the, <laughs> the bakery bread. You know, the, the ha- yeah. like from the, the eagle or whatever, and it has, like, <laughs> holes eagle. in it, you know? Oh, yeah, a lot of craters. No, that's not Really bad for, for PBJs. Oh, no, yeah. You, you gotta have white bread, just, like, town talk wonder bread yes. mm-hmm. for PB&J. Right, yoga mat bread. Can't have too porous of a bread. No. Or too chewy. Because <laughs> <laughs> then you gotta squeeze, and then you end up squeezing it, and ripping the, and it, all the goop comes out. Yeah, that's I like right. a, I like a toasted PB and J. Me too, because then the peanut butter starts to melt and it gets oh, a little yeah. hot. It's nice. The jellies <laughs> it cools it off a little bit. It's good stuff, Val. You're really missing. What about still in seedless shock. jam? <laughs> <laughs> seedless jam. It's great. Yeah, on, like a mixed, a, like yeah. a mixed berry. Not, not jelly, it's peanut butter and seedless like some jam. Kind of, some kind of spread. Yeah, good stuff. I'll, I'll make PBJs and bring them in. Yummy. But I, I, <laughs> I might make them on wheat bread though. I think they're better on wheat bread. Uh, no. How do you know? You never had one. Because I just know how a sandwich <laughs> yeah, works. What do you have to compare it to? Yeah. <laughs> I know what is how a sandwich works. Fine. All right, I'll go town talk. That's you, if you want. Uh, bread with substance, you have to have a filling with substance, like meat. Wheat bread can have substance. I know. That's a meat bread. All right. Don't bring in your meat bread. <laughs> you, you keep your meat bread at home. What are you doing here, meat bread? <laughs> I met her in the club down in Otoho where you drink champagne she walked up to me and she asked me to dance I asked her her name and in a dark brown voice she said Lola
It's DVE Morning Show. I'm Val Porter, Randy, and Bill on vacation. Mike Pursuta broadcasting live from Steelers training camp. Mike, we got to get you some decorations for your room. It looks like you're in prison. <laughs> uh, not here long enough for directions, Val, but I appreciate your concern. Uh, yeah, we needed some flowers, some framed art or something on the wall back there. <laughs> Maybe a Van Halen poster. Sure. Bruce Springsteen, yeah, something that, along those lines. That would work. Because <laughs> it is a college dorm room, so. Well, it needs spruced up a bit. Spartan conditions. You know, it's training camp. It's about football, Val. It's not about comfort, and it's not about being pretty, which that, I'm guessing I'm not right about now. <laughs> Who of us is, Mike? It's 630 in the morning. Uh Steelers making news going viral yesterday, first day in pads. It was outstanding. I, I'll try to hit the highlights for you four times on the show today. We talked about it for two hours last night on uh, DVE Rocks training camp, and I don't think that was enough time. It was a great day out here yesterday. Oh, awesome. And the weather was beautiful, not gross, hot, humid. So perfect day in the Latrobe for Steelers training camp. Mike, with details on that and what the Pirates did yesterday as well, it's a DVE morning show. From the DVE Weather Center. This report is sponsored by Dairy Queen. Partly cloudy today with a bit of sun, a high of 83. Clear to partly cloudy tonight, dropping to 62. Partly cloudy skies, a bit warmer tomorrow. Look for high of 87. Hey, DQ fans, get ready for a $7 meal deal that adds a little something sweet. Order DVE Sports. I'm Mike Pursuta for DVE Sports, brought to you this hour by Bridgeville Appliance. Football was actually played on Tuesday afternoon up here at St. Vincent College. Not football in shorts, football in pads. They hit because they could and because they have to. And the way the Steelers embraced the day pleased head coach Mike Tomlin. Really exciting day for us. Uh, a, a big, big part of the team development process, carrying our pads and the work that comes along with it. The competition that comes along with it, we we did some drill work today to kind of highlight that aspect to to get get an opportunity to get to know these guys individually and collectively. We'll continue with it. Um, there'll be some live tackling every day that we carry pads because we we value that. We believe that that aids in the evaluation process. It shows guys that 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 element of play is an asset to the game, whether it's making tackles or whether it's breaking tackles. Yeah, you know, usually Mike Tomlin uh, meets the media after practice and he calls it a great day no matter what happened. If it, was, <laughs> if it was a great day, he says it was a great day. If it was a crappy day, he says it was a great day. And then trumps up some reason to call it a great day. But when he said really exciting, uh, that captured it. I mean, Val, they started seven shots at 225 in the afternoon. Then they went to backs on backers. Then they went to a drill they call team run, which is 11 on 11 smash into each other and give somebody the ball. Uh, all that ended at 2.54. So for a good half hour, they were blocking, tackling, hitting, snarling. Uh, the crowd loved it. The players uh, really got into it. Uh, some of the highlights, uh, seven shots, the goal line, two-point conversion drill. Najee Harris ran the ball on the first two reps and ran it into the end zone both times. Backs on backers, which is a pass rush, pass protection deal. The the linebacker lines up on one side and the uh, running back or the tight end is on the other. And, and it's who can who can rush the passer or who can block the guy who wins. Who's, rushing, who's rushing the passer. Darnell Washington, the rookie from Georgia, blocked T.J. Watt twice. Wow. I, it, it was attention getting. Uh, Landon Roberts, 
uh, a linebacker they acquired this year, absolutely flattened running back John Levitt, who was in his first day with the Steelers. Welcome to St. Vincent College. He got knocked back off his cleats, uh, flat on his back. His helmet almost came off. Levitt got up, dusted himself off, and then got run over by Mark Robinson. Uh, it was that kind of day, and it was also a day for Joey Porter Jr., the Steelers' number 2A draft pick out of Penn State. Uh, he wasn't banging heads and backs on backers because he's a cornerback, but Porter uh, managed to rally from being on the wrong end of a circus catch by George Pickens and come up with his first interception of camp during yesterday's practice. Joey Porter Jr. also tested twice in seven shots, and he passed both tests. He was uh, excited afterward while perceiving the highs and lows as all in a day's work. I mean, it felt great, you know. Like Coach T said, we used to do stuff pad, uh, football-like, but today it was straight football, and I felt great, you know, stacking days. Is his dad Stat- at camp? He was yesterday, and the whole family, uh, it was something to see. They were all hugging him afterward and posing for pictures. Uh, really good stuff yesterday. I know it's just early August. I know we're talking about practice, but this stuff happens in stages, and there's a building builds, process yeah. to this. And yesterday, a significant step forward along those lines. I mentioned uh, Washington blocking Watt not once but twice. When he did it the first time, Mike Tomlin said that he wanted to see number 80 go against number 90 again. So eventually it came around, and he did it again. Uh, it was one of the show-stealing uh, moments of the day because T.J. Watt's one of the best pass rushers on the planet. Mm-hmm. And did I mention Darnell Washington blocked him not once, but twice. That got Mike Tomlin's attention. All of them, really, to be honest with you. Um, you know, there, there's extreme urgency, obviously, because today was a start. But uh, when you look at the totality of it, man, during the course of this thing, we have thoughtfully constructed this schedule where everyone will have plenty of opportunities to show what they're capable of and improve over the course of this. And so um, we'll keep rolling the ball out uh, as people earn more quality reps and win the reps that they're they're given, uh, you'll 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 see different matchups, and, and we'll continue with this process. Steelers back on the practice field today here at St. Vincent. I mentioned John uh, Lovett was in his uh, or in his first practice with the Steelers. He was a, he was signed yesterday along with running back Greg Bell. Uh, Not John Lovett's. Not John Lovett's. Uh, John Lovett's <laughs> might have blocked better than John Lovett did yesterday. Uh, that was. <laughs> violent and vicious and uh, he was in the wrong place at the wrong time. I give him credit for getting up after the first one, uh, but then he got run over again. He's going to have to work on that a little Mm, bit. Uh, To make room on the 90-man roster, the Steelers released running back Jason Huntley. Uh, Pirates busy at the trade deadline yesterday. They acquired first baseman Alfonso Rivas, left-handed pitcher Jackson Wolf, and outfielder Estuar Suero from San Diego. The Padres get pitcher Rich Hill and first baseman G-Man Choi. The Bucks also traded catcher Austin Hedges to Texas in exchange for international cap space. Those are uh, signing dollars for international players. Uh, that, those, those numbers are capped, but you can trade for more space. They got anything for Hedges is remarkable <laughs> to me, but thank, thank God he is out of town. Uh, they also acquired left-handed pitcher Bailey Falter from Philadelphia for Rodolfo Castro. The big news regarding the trade deadline, and Val, we talked about this at length yesterday, they did not trade David Bednar, and they did not trade Mitch Keller. Good signs for moving forward. Credibility for the organization moving yeah. forward. If they, had, 
If they had dealt one or two of those guys, there would be no justifying it. Uh, congratulations, Pirates. You read the room correctly. They also went out and beat Detroit 4-1 to last night. Bucks improved to 48-58. and They have won three straight, four or five. And uh, if they win again this afternoon against the Tigers, they will have won three straight series. That is a 12.35 p.m. first pitch down at PNC Park. Eduardo Rodriguez for Detroit and Osvaldo Bito for the Bucco. Very good. Thanks so much, Mike. Uh, on the way this morning, 8.45, Dale Lolly joins us and Mark Madden at 9.45. It's DV Morning Show. With the iHeartRadio app, your hometown station is with you wherever you call home. We're in Georgia, Richmond, Virginia, Naples, Florida. No matter where. Jack and Diane, two American kids growing up in the heartland. Jackie gonna be a football star. Diane's debutante backseat of Jackie's car. Sucking on chili dog outside taste freeze. Diane sitting on Jackie's lap, got his hands between his knees. Jackie say, hey, Diane, let's run off behind the shady trees. Dribble off those Bobby Brooks, let me do what I please. Say, oh, yeah, life goes on long after the thrill of living is gone. Say, oh, yeah, life goes on long after the thrill. Of living is gone to walk on Jackie sits back, flexes, thoughts for the moment Scratches his head and does his best James Dean well then, there Diane gotta run off to city. Diane says, "Baby, you ain't missing nothing." But Jackie say, "Oh yeah, life goes on long after the thrill of living is gone." Oh yeah, I say life goes on long after the thrill of living is gone.
Jack and Diane Two American kids doing best they can Musically, and again, I, I've loved this guy for a long, long time, and I think he has earned the right to do whatever the hell he wants. But I don't think he sings that well anymore. Smoking will do that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he's... Or just getting old will do that. Mm -hmm. um, getting old and smoking. The songs are... There's a lot of... That's the name of his new record. <laughs> <laughs> there's a lot of talk singing. You know how guys kind of do that? Yeah. And... Um, Here's a ditty. Jack and Diane, <laughs> he was really encouraging the crowd to sing the chorus, which it did. Did everyone say suck, sucking, sucking on, on a chili, chili dog? dog. <laughs> <laughs> well, what would have been great is if that movie screen just showed 20 minutes of people sucking on chili dogs <laughs> during that part. <laughs> We're going to stop the concert now. Hold on. <laughs> Again, another positive potential use of AI. Yeah. <laughs> Put chili dogs in all of those Brando movies. Oh, I love it, dude. Just nothing but Marlon Brando eating chili dogs. Everyone look under your seats right now. <laughs> <laughs> chili dogs. <laughs> if you had been sitting there about 18 minutes it's in the on the waterfront HUD uh, streetcar <laughs> name desire cool hand Luke uh, a couple others I never chili heard of dogs in every scene I mean, <laughs> people were getting chili dogs pissed. keep falling on my head that's <laughs> like <laughs> so my wife commented the mannequins to me. just start shooting chili dogs out in the audience <laughs> the reaction was so bad my wife commented to me boy he's got to be hearing this back there I wonder what this is doing to his kind of mentality but he just he came out and did his thing. I I don't think he cared that people didn't like it. Uh, John Cougar's not there anymore. I put the stones in the same category. Jagger was unbelievable the last uh, Backersure show. I think it's still Heinz Field then. Sucking on a chili dog. 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 Chili dog. Sucking on a chili dog. Sucking on the dog, sucking on a chili dog, chili. Sucking on a chili dog, sucking on a chili dog, sucking on. You should have done that version of it, man. It's the DVE Morning Show. It's time for the Steelers Daily Report on DVE. Brought to you by your neighborhood Ford stores and the Steelers Pro Shop. Get it direct from the team at shop.steelers.com. Here's Bob Labriola. Two guys who preceded him in this role were Jericho Cotri and Darius Hayward Bay. But Allen Robinson is a better version than either of them. A veteran NFL receiver, Robinson is versatile enough to play on the outside or in the slot. He has three 1,000-yard seasons on his resume, and in 2015, he led the NFL with 14 receiving touchdowns. Yes, the Steelers signed him because he still has game, but they also brought him to Pittsburgh to mentor George Pickens. Pickens has immense talent, but he's never really had someone to show him the ropes, someone to be a sounding board, someone to help him with what it takes to be a professional. And that's Robinson's job, too. I'm Bob Labriola of Steelers.com. 
to 64895. A confirmation text will be sent. Standard message and data rates apply. That's touchdown to 64895. In three, two, Live from the Don's Appliances Studios, where Pittsburgh shops for appliances, this is WDVE Pittsburgh. Page's Dairy Mart, to this day, oh. the lines at oh that my place... Page's is legendary. Is There could be gunplay going on down there, and people are not getting out of line. And sometimes there is. <laughs> and it doesn't prevent people, people from getting like, their cones. How many shots is that? Four? We're good. We're good. <laughs> <laughs> Jimmy's are bulletproof, right? <laughs> we're, we're all right. Car, cars are just careening off of Carson Street. Randy Bauman and the DVE Morning Show. Two minutes after 7 at DVE, here's the Channel 11 Severe Weather Center forecast. Hazy sunshine today and warm, but still not humid. High temperature today. 82 degrees. I'm Scott Harbaugh in Severe Weather Center 11. We're at 58 degrees now at DVE. The news is brought to us by Keystone Basement Systems. Highest rated, most trusted. KeystoneBasementSystems.com Can you cut that music bed there, Jacob? Thanks. Uh, new poll shows President Biden and former President Trump tied in a 2024 general election rematch. A New York Times Siena College poll shows both candidates receiving 43 percent of support from registered voters if the election were held today. Both candidates, however, continue to have high disapproval numbers. The survey found 54 percent of voters disapprove of Biden and 55 percent disapprove of Trump. Well, the man charged with New York's Gilgo Beach serial killings showed no emotion during a brief court appearance yesterday. Rex Hewerman was present for a preliminary hearing after he was charged last month with the murders of three women. The bodies of the women, all prostitutes, were found on the Long Island Beach more than a decade ago. The 59-year-old architect has pleaded not guilty and is expected back in court next month. Well, fall fantasy parades are coming back to Kennywood this weekend. The nightly events showcase marching bands from various high schools and universities. Park operators began holding the parades in the 50s to highlight the talent of local performers. They run this Saturday through August 20th. In health news, cases of leprosy are spiking in Florida. CDC released an August report saying Central Florida is responsible for almost one-fifth of the nation's leprosy cases, and 81% of those are uh, detected in the Sunshine State. The CDC clarified earlier reports that a travel advisory had been put in place by saying there is currently no advisory regarding travel to Florida. The disease primarily impacts someone's skin and parts of the nervous system, causing nerves to become swollen. Scientists believe there are several causes to the infections, including bacteria in the soil, armadillos, and person-to-person contact. Well, this will probably make you feel inadequate. 93-year-old Everett Kalin is a retired professor from Oakland, California. And just because he's retired doesn't mean he's sitting still. Quite the opposite. Last month, Everett recruited his son John and granddaughter Sydney to hike with him to the summit of Half Dome at Yosemite National Park. 
Half Dome Trail is 14 to 16 miles with the rock formation rising 8,800 feet above sea level. In order to train for the rigorous height, Everett climbed the stairs at the 17-floor senior living community where he lives and also took daily walks around a nearby lake. Well, all that hard work paid off as Everett reached the top of Half Dome with John and Sydney after 13 hours of total hiking. Uh, Everett said, I was pleasantly surprised that when I got up there, I did not feel like I was huffing and puffing so much. I just feel so very grateful to the people that made it possibly. I'm actually feeling great. So good for Everett. 93. He did that. Well, with astronauts getting ready for a return to the moon as soon as 2025, scientists are doing all they can to prepare for the mission, including developing technology that keeps underwear clean out there. The scientists are engineering new fabrics that help the astronauts minimize the effects of extreme temperatures, space radiation, and highly abrasive dust. They also want to minimize microbe growth within the spacesuit itself, especially since those suits may be shared by members of the crew. Now, they haven't perfected the fabric yet, but they are getting closer, and all the progress those scientists are making for astronauts can be used right here on Earth because we all need fresh undies. (laughs) So good luck to those guys. Well, short women have better relationships. According to a new survey, women who are between five feet tall and five three are more likely to be in happy relationships and have children than women five four and over. Sorry to the short guys, though. The women surveyed all preferred taller men when it came to romantic partners. These women are looking for men who are about six feet tall. Well, a New York man was disappointed with the amount of meat and beans in his Taco Bell Mexican pizza. So he filed a lawsuit against the fast food chain claiming false advertising. Does this guy know how the world works? Uh, Frank Siragusa, I don't know if he's any relation to Tony, but he filed a lawsuit in federal court Monday arguing the Mexican pizza he was served did not contain the amount of meat and beans that appear in an advertisement for the menu item. The lawsuit included side-by-side photos to show the meat and bean disparity. (laughs) According to his attorney, Siragusa wants Taco Bell to end its unfair and materially misleading advertising and pay damages to any customers who have purchased Mexican pizzas and three types of crunch wraps. So good luck to that guy. A documentary about Nickelback is almost here. After six years of filming, British filmmaker Lee Brooks says, Hate to love, Nickelback is finally finished. The film will explore the band's rise to the top of the charts, as well as the negativity that's followed despite their commercial success. Hate to Love, Nickelback will premiere at the Toronto International Film Festival in September. The band is currently on the road for their North American tour, which runs through the beginning of October. Seth MacFarlane is helping support writers and actors during the ongoing SAG-AFTRA and WGA strikes. This week, MacFarlane donated $1 million to the Entertainment Community Fund, which provides financial assistance to striking industry workers. The fund has raised over $6 million since May, thanks to thousands of donors, including some big names like Steven Spielberg, Stacey Abrams, Shonda Rhimes, and more. Finally, the man who caused the crash that killed actor Treat Williams has been charged with grossly negligent driving. 
That's according to page six. Ryan M. Koss was reportedly processed on the charge and released. Koss was driving a Honda Element SUV June 12th when he turned into the path of Mr. Williams' motorcycle, which resulted in the actor's fatal injuries, according to the report. Williams died from severe trauma and blood loss following that crash. Koss is due to appear for arraignment on September 25th. Forecast today, hazy sunshine. Temperature's going to be in the low 80s. We're at 58 degrees now at DVE. I'm Val Porter, Mike Pursuta, broadcasting live from Steelers training camp. Lots of happenings yesterday, first day in pads, so he's got details on that. We'll talk to Dale Lawley at 845 on what his point of view is based on what happened yesterday. And Mark Madden at 945. It's the DVE Morning Show.
DVE Morning Show. And a Texas woman could spend a long time in jail for allegedly biting the police officer who was trying to remove her from a flight. Simone Kim was on a Frontier Airlines plane going from Miami to Philly when she started fighting with another passenger. The expletive-laden rant has become a viral video on social media. The 24-year-old had to be carried off the plane by police. She faces charges of felony battery on a police officer. Biting is such a weird move. It's such a desperate move. It's it's like the last line of defense. You've clearly lost the fight. Now I'm going to bite you yeah. kind of move. It, but if it is your first move, then you're dealing with a crazy person. Yeah. If, I've actually bit I've actually been bitten in a fight and it it really hurt a lot. Did you go get a tetanus shot? No, this guy bit my finger. Oh. And I stopped to be like, Charlie? "Oh my god, you just bit my finger." And his friend came over his shoulder and Punched me right in the nose. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, this isn't fair. He was, biting my no- he was biting my finger. Now I got my nose blown up. At least he didn't bite your nose. It's very true. Call it, it the south side rope-a-dope. One guy bites your finger. <laughs> and the other's waiting. happened recently? Didn't somebody have their nose bitten off? Yeah, probably. In dirty work, uh, Chris Farley had his nose bitten <laughs> off by a Saigon whore. <laughs> I forgot about that movie. How many fights have you been in? Twenty. Uh, <laughs> it was different when he that grew. Seems up. like a lot. This is so many. I can't remember because I, I think I've been concussed a bunch. But I mean, it was. It's a. It's definitely a lot if you're in a group of people who's not. But you're literally like your crew. There were fights. There were fights. It, a lot. There was a lot of fighting. Yeah, nobody wanted to invite any of my friends over for their party. <laughs> well, <I laughs> and I'd be on a payphone at like a Taco Bell. They'd be like, dude, we'd love to have you over, but like, we can't. We just can't have like all the people that you're hanging out with. You can't come over here. There's too many fights. <laughs> Didn't you get hit with a garbage can? Uh, or no, you hit somebody no, with a garbage can? I, I didn't get hit with oh, a garbage can. Oh, no, I'm can. thinking, I'm, uh-huh. I'm, 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 I'm conflating stories. It's something on the, the bridge I was thinking of at a pirate game. No, no the, Steeler game. A Steeler game. That was a Steeler game. That was no. That was the last fight I was in. That was, I got I got pump slammed by a guy that was built <laughs> like Shrek. <laughs> but in my defense, I didn't start a fight with him. I started a fight with his very much smaller friend, <laughs> who was, so it was built like Donkey. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't know that. Yeah, you started a fight with Master Blaster. Yeah, and. Uh, and then I got charged. The, the Thunderdome dude came through. It yeah. was it was insane. But uh, I mean, I I felt like that fight was justified. That fight was that this guy called the guy who plays the saxophone on the bridge the N word. Oh my god! And I told him what I thought of him for, for saying that, and mm-hmm. he turned around and said, "What'd you say?" And I just punched him. <laughs> And then his friend, who was built Shrek. like Shrek, came over, picked me up, slammed me off the ground, and I lost a shoe and my hat. Did you go home without a shoe? Yeah. How did you lose a yeah. shoe? Well, I mean, have you ever been slammed on the ground no, by a giant not. man? No, I haven't. Okay. On the bridge. Sometimes your your extremities, you know, aren't holding on to things. So sometimes. Do you think it ended up in the river, or was it just you were just, like, out of sorts and just walked away without the shoe? I got up, like, I, I was actually okay after the first slamming and and then i learned this trick where if you're in a fight that you know you're not going to win go into the street 
because then it won't last long because of traffic and people will start honking at you. I like that. And that's what, that's what I did. Then might, you might get Meet Joe Black. Pad bus. Hit you. Then a cab comes by and hits you. This, huh? You know. <laughs> I'm up in heaven. They're like, well, at least you didn't get beat up. Look, yeah, we just want to say we're sorry you died, but it was hilarious from our perspective. <laughs> we really enjoyed it.
morning show. I'm Val Porter, Randy, and Bill on vacation. Mike Pursuta live from Steelers training camp. And uh, a little good, a little bad for Joey Porter Jr. yesterday. Yeah, I think uh, I think more good than bad. But uh, bottom line is that he is taking significant steps. Uh, they're getting this kid ready to play, Val. And he looks like uh, he is up to the task. Maybe I should reframe it, not say it was bad for Joey Porter, but great for George Pickens. <laughs> it's not a bad way to put it either. And George Pickens, this just in, is pretty good. So when he does that one-handed thing that he does once in a while, and he did it again yesterday, sometimes you just have to say, hey, good job, man. <laughs> I'll try Freddy's- to get you next time. Pretty spectacular. Mike's got that and more on what the Pirates did yesterday as well. It's a DVE morning show. From the Bridgeville Appliance Weather Center, Bridgeville Appliance is now hiring service technicians. Inquire at BridgevilleAppliance.com. This report is sponsored by Total Wine and More. Partly cloudy today with a bit of sun, a high of 83. Clear to partly cloudy tonight, dropping to 62. Partly cloudy skies, a bit warmer tomorrow. Look for high of 87. With so many bottles to choose from, there's always something new to try at Total Wine and More. How about a great Prosecco for under $8 and a French Rosé for under $7? E Sports. I'm Mike Pursuit of DVE Sports. We're brought to you this hour by Bridgeville Appliance. It was all about the hitting yesterday at St. Vincent College, but it was also about individual matchups. Now, sometimes uh, those two things intersected, uh, specifically when Darnell Washington was blocking T.J. Watt in the one-on-one backs-on-backers drill. But sometimes uh, the one-on-one matchups that mattered were down the field away from uh, the violence and the... uh, Backs on backers and, and things of that nature. Big guys running into each other, doing big guy things. Uh, one of the individual one-on-one matchups that has been materializing with regularity out here at St. Vincent College is second-year wide receiver George Pickens against rookie corner Joey Porter Jr. That uh, was going on again yesterday. Uh, it happened in seven shots, and the pass fell incomplete, thanks in part to nice coverage by Porter. Uh, it happened in one-on-one uh, drills, wide receivers against DBs, and Pickens made one of those George Pickens-esque ridiculous uh, falling sideways, one-handed catches on Porter. Uh, but uh, Joey Porter Jr. also able to come up with his first interception of camp yesterday later in the day. A lot of stuff happened to him, and it was happening in rapid-fire succession. Now, we had a chance to catch up with him afterwards, and he talked about that long-awaited first INT. He talked about the uh, post-practice individual instruction he was getting from people such as Ike Taylor and Patrick Peterson and uh, Joey Porter Jr. Also talked about embracing the fans at St. Vincent who were clearly embracing him. Uh, just like everything I used to rep before practice and after practice, locating the ball, coming up with my hands, I've been really working on that. So the fact that it's paying off feels good. Joe, you're out here afterward talking to Ike Taylor, running stuff with Patrick Peterson, getting some pretty big-time tutorials here. How's that working out for you? I feel like it's working out pretty good. Those guys are trying to give me the game, and uh, I just appreciate them to uh, really looking out because not everybody gets to get that experience, and I'm getting that right now. So I'm how about, blessed. How about this scene here? You got everybody screaming your name. Yeah, doing selfies inside and everything. Man, having uh, some fun with this. Yeah, definitely having some fun with this. Got to. I mean, we're here for a couple of days, so trying to make the best out of it. Heard some Joey chants, so I have to support definitely. <laughs> but I watched him work that autograph line yesterday. It took about twenty minutes. I mean, he was just signing everything that people 
were trying to hand down to him, whether it was a football or a terrible towel or no a babies yesterday. <laughs> uh, not that I noticed, but uh, people were giving him his cell phones, and he was happily turning around and doing the pose thing and trying to center his face with theirs. I, he looked even the Pickens play. He looked like uh, he was enjoying and embracing all of it, and maybe part of the reason why was uh, his family was there, his sisters, and even uh, Joey Porter Sr. I mean, it's, it's been crazy. We were just talking about that with my dad, just having me sit there and watch the practice. Now I'm actually doing the practice. So it's, it's crazy. Uh, it doesn't feel real, but it's happening. So I'm just blessed. His dad's got to be beaming with pride. Got to be. And, and, and what a line for Porter. It doesn't feel real, but it's happening. I mean, think about that for a minute. We've talked ad nauseum about how Joey Porter Jr. used to be a ball boy for the Steelers, but... He used to come here and watch his dad practice. Now his dad is coming here watching his son practice. Pretty cool. It is kind of unbelievable. As was that catch by George Pickens, which, uh, you know, he sometimes does things that are just unexplainable. And uh, Joey Porter willing to accept that as part of the deal playing corner in the NFL. I don't even know. I haven't watched the film. I just <laughs> felt bro on my shoulder. I'm like, where'd the ball go? And then he came down with it. So it was crazy. Definitely crazy. You know, you got to be able to handle stuff like that, right? Because you're going to get beat. Everybody right. gets beat. You and can't, you learn from it. Can't lose your mind. You got to learn from it. You got to move on. Uh, you got to take it as part of the game and realize that uh, the guy you're covering is pretty good, too. A uh, lot of stuff going on yesterday from Darnell Washington uh, blocking T.J. Watt to Najee Harris running the ball into the end zone twice in seven shots to Elandon Roberts absolutely blowing up. Just arrived running back John Lovett. But uh, Joey Porter Jr., for my money, the star of the show yesterday. Uh, this kid's going somewhere, and he is going to be impactful for the Steelers this season. Pirates uh, made uh, multiple trades yesterday, but they did not trade Mitch Keller or David Bednar. So good for the Pirates on that. Uh, they also beat the Tigers 4-1. to one. They've got one more with Detroit at PNC Park, 12.35 this afternoon, Eduardo Rodriguez against Osvaldo, Osvaldo Bito. Pirates are going for their third straight series win. Fingers crossed. Haven't said that in a while. It's good, though, to see that they uh, kept Mitch Keller and David Bednar. Had to. Had to. Just, there would have been no... No explaining that, in, in my opinion, to the fan base. I just, if you're going to trade those guys, you're you're announcing you without any room for uh, interpretation that you don't care. Yeah, and you're not trying to win. They care, <laughs> apparently. Care enough to keep those guys, so good for them. Well, hopefully they can get it turned around a little bit and uh, finish out the season well. More from Mike Pursuit live from Steelers training camp and we'll talk from uh, talk with Dale Lolly. He's at Steelers training camp as well. He'll be on at 8.45 this morning. Mark Madden at 9.45. It's the DVE morning show. No one leaves hungry after listening to this show. Alright, I'll send it up to you. Michelle Michaels brings you the...
that because everybody fudges their resume well, a little bit. But fudging and Hersheying are two different things. <laughs> this guy is flat out created a factory. Speaking of boomer phrases, where did that come from? Fudging. Like fudging. I fudged it a little bit. Well, it sounds like the F word. Like it's just you, a nice... You sweetened the deal? Oh, you yeah, that's it? probably what it is. Where did the phrase fudging come from? Oh, my God, don't Google image search. <laughs> yeah, I would... <laughs> Although that's Madden's computer. But I mean, oh, yeah. like, honestly, what are the other 22% of his constituents <laughs> thinking? Now, let's see where this goes. All right. I've enjoyed it so far. The traditional story of the origin of the interject, uh, interjection fudge lies nonsense. Yeah, that's not it. Don't you think it's like shoot or heck? It's just our dang. Oh, well, fudge. no, but well, there's a, a derivative it's a of different the actual swear word. Yeah, no, this is it. it. No. So it traces to a sailor's retort to anything considered lies or nonsense from. And I kid you not, Captain Fudge. <laughs> no <laughs> way. No, I don't wasn't that your nickname in high school, Bill? <laughs> Jeff is like from a Christmas oh, story. Oh, you're saying like oh, like, like when you like you you. It's because it, it isn't fudge sort of a derivative of nudge because you're sort of nudging something into your favor. So nudge, and then you add the F word to fudging. You fudge nudge. That sounds horribly dirty. I can't believe I didn't get Captain Fudge the always old, fudge nudge the is old. like the gateway word to fudge packing. So apparently it's, it's, it's so, Oh man, I well was that, fudge nudging last night and boy are my arms tired. Dude, fudge nudging. Great song in the eighties. Captain Fudge always brought home his Captain Fudge. Always brought home his owners a good cargo of lies. Uh, that is uh, from Isaac uh, Disraeli wow. in seventeen ninety one. Captain uh, Crunch and Captain Fudge. That should be George Santos nickname Captain, Captain Fudge. Captain Fudge. Fudge. Oh, hold on. Now, let's not yeah. call him that for a couple reasons. <laughs> we did. Yeah, he said he was gay. Oh, ish, ish. Oh, I, miss, <laughs> so I miss that. Yeah. Do we know that's true? No. Yeah. Apparently, a few of his uh, lovers who uh, did drive him crazy uh. have come out <laughs> and uh, talked about their relationships. This will shock you. Apparently. He was a bad boyfriend. Oh, nah. lies a lot. lot. He's big. Yeah, right. Captain Fudge, they called him. Where were you, Captain Fudge? He's <laughs> at the gym. Why? Uh, on the high seas. <laughs> how do you get the name? Fudge is such a funny word. I don't know why. Why would you? How, how would that name ever arise and someone would keep it? Yeah, what is that, Dutch? I don't know. <laughs> fudge, get over here. Very <laughs> you. You don't want a fudge? Dutch oven from Captain Fudge, I can tell you that. So, much. <laughs> get an uh, apple pie. <laughs> So, f f the verb fudge is to put together clumsily or dishonestly. All right, 1771 Germanic derivation. From the German F-U-T-C-H, fudge, fucht. I can't, I think I can say that part if it's German. Mm. Uh, French it is F-U-C-H-E or F-E-U-C-H-E. So, there you go. So, basically, yes, fudge, fudge, all of that means to basically fib, fib. Captain Fudge. All right. So Maybe one day, Admiral Fudge. <laughs> Rear Admiral Fudge. <laughs> it's the DVE Morning Show. Now I want to go home. Is that going to be a problem? After work, nobody gets you through the traffic. A confirmation text will be sent. Standard message and data rates apply. That's SAC to 64895. Live from the Don's Appliances Studios, where Pittsburgh shops for appliances, this is WDVE Pittsburgh. Social media is the way it is and the way it works with our brains. We gotta have it. We gotta do it. And it just didn't used to be like that. It's just kind of a new thing that we're all getting used to.
I think that this would be a really good thing for you to do with your kids is to teach them FOMO control. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Moving forward. Do you want to go to one concert for $2,000 or 200 concerts <laughs> for $20? Yeah. <laughs> Club shows, kids. Get into them. I, I, I'm I, trying I, to teach them GUMO. Get used to missing out. <laughs> it's a new thing. I'm trying to get off the ground. <laughs> Randy Bellman and the DVE Morning Show. Two minutes after 8 at DVE, here's the Channel 11 Severe Weather Center forecast. Hazy sunshine today and warm, but still not humid. High temperature today. 82 degrees. I'm Scott Harbaugh in Severe Weather Center 11. 61 degrees at DVE. The news is brought to us by Window Nation. I'm Val Porter. Jurors will resume deliberations today in the final penalty phase of the trial of Robert Bowers. Bowers killed 11 people on October in October of 2018 at the Tree of Life Synagogue. The jury is already determined he is eligible for the death penalty. Jurors yesterday asked for and were given the opportunity to view the weapons used in those murders. Those jurors will be back in court to deliberate this morning. Republicans are demanding the Department of Justice hand over information related to Hunter Biden's plea deal. This is after the deal was placed on hold because a judge had concerns about the agreement. House Republicans Jim Jordan, James Comer and Jason Smith asked Attorney General Mary Garland in a letter to provide documents and answer a list of questions related to the president's son's plea agreement. The trio of Republicans also suggest the DOJ is saying investigations in a Hunter are on going just so they can protect the department from congressional oversight. This comes after lawmakers heard testimony from former Hunter Biden associate and friend Devin Archer on Monday. Well, have you heard of the Yellow Dot program? It is a pen dot program designed to help people who have been in an accident and might not be able to communicate. You get a yellow dot sticker to put in your vehicle's rear window. Well, that sticker alerts first responders to check the glove compartment and vital information to make sure you get the right care. Information would include your name, contact information, and emergency contact information, medical history, allergies, and doctor's contact info. This is a collaborative effort between AAA, the PA Departments of Transportation, Health and Aging, Pennsylvania State Police, the Turnpike Commission, along with first responders and law enforcement. AAA is holding several events to get you signed up, including August 11th at their North Hills branch, September 14th at the Uniontown branch, and October 10th in Washington. You can get more information at yellowdot.pa.gov. Well, a major potential breakthrough in the fight against cancer was announced yesterday. Researchers at City of Hope in Los Angeles came up with a targeted chemotherapy pill that only attacks the tumor, not your whole body. They are testing it on humans now, but in lab settings, it's already eradicated a bunch of different cancers, including breast, prostate, brain, skin, and lung cancer. Experts are saying it could be the holy grail of cancer treatments. And I told you yesterday about a woman who sold her house and moved into a van so she could afford a facelift in Tijuana. Well, a growing number of deaths are being linked to a fungal meningitis outbreak at border medical clinics in Mexico. A Texas mother who died this week after getting plastic surgery is the latest. That's according to the CDC, which has put the death toll at 10. That disease is being linked to anesthesia. 
while two Costco related stories in one day. Don't know that that is a ever happened. Costco making some big changes, but don't worry, they're not getting rid of the free samples that we all like to check out on our shopping trips, but they're getting rid of the people who hand them out. The chain is gradually phasing out people standing by those trays of mini pizzas and cookies and replacing them with machines that dispense one sample at the at a time with the push of a button. For now, you'll still able to grab more than your share, uh, but those machines will carry limited stock and are likely to run out more quickly than those kind sample ushers. I'm against this. No more machines replacing people. We need real people handing out the samples. (laughs) Well, why pay rent or a mortgage to live on land when you can pay the same or even less to live on a cruise ship and see the world for two years? Victoria Cruise Lines is offering a unique opportunity to live at sea, and it's not even that expensive if you think about all of it. Residents can pay as little as $2,400 a month per person. Now, before you say, that's not inexpensive, you're right, it isn't. But this gives you a room, all your meals, television, Wi-Fi, gym, pool, free laundry, and access to doctor's you don't have to clean. Someone makes your bed every day. Uh, and you get to see all those places. The 20 month, uh, 27 month stay will take you to every continent, stopping in 214 ports in 115 countries. And it launches from Florida. I think I need to ask the boss if I can get in on this. Well, Leonard Skinner is celebrating their 50th anniversary with a new box set. 50, spelled F-Y-F-T-Y, as a four CD and digital collection. It contains 50 career-spanning tracks as well as live cuts from the 1987 tribute show that led to their reunion. It also includes a live performance of Gimme Three Steps from their final show with co-founding guitarist and last surviving original member Gary Rossington, November 13th of last year at Nashville's Ryman Auditorium. Also included is a 40-page booklet featuring opening notes from rock journalist, screenwriter, and director Cameron Crowe, and unreleased photos of the original band as well as the reformed band. It will be out on October 13th, seven days before the 46th anniversary, October 20th, 1977, of the plane crash that claimed the lives of three band members. Well, ZZ Top's retirement isn't coming anytime soon. At least that's what frontman Billy Gibbons says. The band's future first came into question in 2021 after the sudden passing of longtime bassist Dusty Hill. However, in a recent conversation with Ultimate Classic Rock, Gibson says the plan is to follow in the steps of Keith Richards, play until they die. ZZ Top currently on the road with Skinner for a co-headlining sharp-dressed Simple Man tour. They'll play the pavilion at Star Lake on September 3rd. Forecast today, hazy sunshine, temperatures in the low 80s. It's 60 degrees now at DVE. I'm Val Porter. Mike Pursuit is going to be checking into the bottom of the hour. Uh, yesterday, first day in pads for the Steelers. He is live in Latrobe, and we'll be there next Tuesday and Wednesday for our annual Steelers training camp broadcast, so looking forward to that. Looking forward to Dale Lawley on at 845 and Mark Madden at 945. It's the DVE Morning Show.
Turn that down. It's the DVE morning show. Oh, what the hell? 
<laughs> I wanted to get Tom Hanks on the show. We couldn't get Tom Hanks. You've seen him all over Pittsburgh. Most likely, you've seen that he's filming the movie here. We've been trying to get him on the phone, uh, but it turns out we, the best Hanks we could get was his son, Chet. Chet Hayes, the rapper, Chet Hanks. Chet, are you there? Big up, Bowman. Big up. <laughs> It's your boy, Chet. All right, th- thanks for, for waking up early and, and joining us this morning, Chet. Me father got me love in a <laughs> Pittsburgh massive. Okay, don't know what that means. Are you enjoying Pittsburgh? <laughs> me love in a Pramani sandwiches with the coleslaw and the fries upon the top. And me love in the incline, you don't know. It's like a slow motion roller coaster. Respect. This is... Tom Hanks' son. Uh, okay. Uh, you seem to be doing all the Pittsburgh touristy things, you know. Well, hopefully you've been to some other places, not just th- those. Me father took me to the zoo. And you're out 28 gone mad. To the zoo. Uh, well, look, if, you, if you've had problems on 28, you're practically a Pittsburgher. Hopefully you guys uh, figured it out. How's anybody supposed to get north in a hurry? Blah, blah. Driving on Freeport Road to Fox Chapel sure. Road. Bloop. And then turning left. Bloop. Yep. The entrance to northbound 28 is just past the get-go. Yeah. That's a lot of light. It is. Bloop. I know. But, you know, I, look, we're all too well-versed in the traffic foibles of the town. But I wanted to ask about the, the movie your dad's making uh, here in Pittsburgh. The second suggested detour. No, we don't need to talk about tracking. After crossing the bridge, okay. take the southbound Route 28 to the first we, exit, I know how- exit 5, marked Route 8 north toward the Butler. And at the first stoplight, turn left on Catanning Street. Right. Blah, and then make an immediate right on the Crescent. Okay. Blah, at Grant Avenue, uh, make a sharp right and then another right on the Route 8. I, I lead back to 28 North Ramp. Berserk. Okay, look, <laughs> we don't need to. Anyone listening that wants to get from East Liberty to Harmerville probably appreciated that. We we know how to get around Pittsburgh. Any word on your dad's movie? How is that going? We, we need some No in- idea. Me don't care about a movie me father making unless it's Forrest Gump 2. <laughs> okay, thanks. That's uh, Chet Hanks, uh, everybody. My father never would have smacked Billy Crystal on a night he was being nominated for an award. Okay. <laughs> well, I won't back down. No, I won't back down. You can stand me up at the gates of...
It's the DVE Morning Show. I'm Val Porter, Mike Bursuta, broadcasting live from Steelers training camp. Mitch Keller and David Bednar remain pirates this morning, Mike. So that's it's good news to hear from their camp. <laughs> I think that's really good news for the pirates. You know, it looks like they, they've got a lot of young guys that they've brought up that have promise and potential, and they're in the lineup and playing. And, you know, if those guys do get better next year and actually become pretty good big leaguers you'd like to have some established guys to help them out wouldn't you that seems to make sense seems reasonable (laughs) and the backs on backers yesterday i think that's a favorite of yours isn't it mike i you know everything they did yesterday was a favorite of mine i we spent all spring watching these guys play catch in shorts yesterday we got to watch them actually hit and tackle and block and man was it fun sounds good mike has a full sports report up next it's a dve morning show from the Bridgeville Appliance Weather Center, Bridgeville Appliance is now hiring service technicians. Inquire at bridgevilleappliance.com. This report is sponsored by VIX Pure Z's Kids. Partly cloudy today with a bit of sun, a high of 83. Clear to partly cloudy tonight, dropping to 62. Partly cloudy skies, a bit warmer tomorrow. Look for high of 87. Pure Z's Kids is mindfully formulated for kids with... I'm Mike Pursuit of Ford DV Sports, brought to you this hour by Bridgeville Appliance. Yesterday's much-anticipated, long-awaited first day in pads at training camp, training camp lived up to expectations and then some. It turned out to be just about everything Mike Tomlin had anticipated and demanded. Really exciting day for us, uh, a, a big big part of the team development process carrying our pads and the work that comes along with it the competition that comes along with it we we did some drill work today to kind of highlight that aspect to to get get an opportunity to get to know these guys individually and collectively we'll continue with it um, there'll be some live tackling every day that we carry pads because we we value that we believe that that aids in the evaluation process it shows guys that 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 element of play is an asset to the game whether it's making tackles or whether it's breaking tackles yeah, good stuff and uh, a lot of things uh, to talk about. Uh, it's just kind of personal preference. Personal preference, what you might have thought the most outstanding or attention-getting development of the day was. That might have been Najee Harris running the ball in from the two-yard line twice in seven shots, the signature practice opening short yardage goal line drill that the Steelers run every day. They don't usually run the ball in seven shots, even when they're wearing pads, but uh, they want to be a team that's able to do that this year. Uh, I thought Harris made a statement there. Uh, Good stuff in uh, the one-on-one matchups down the field, particularly cornerback Joey Porter Jr. going against second-year wide receiver George Pickens. Pickens made another circus catch at Porter's expense, but Porter able to bounce back and record his first interception of training camp. For me, Darnell Washington uh, was the show stealer, the tight end, the rookie tight end from Georgia, made quite a first impression on Tomlin when he blocked T.J. Watt not once but twice in backs on backers. But uh, Tomlin keeping things in perspective and reminding everyone afterward it was just a first impression. You know, for today, um, you know, he's got a certain skill set. His reputation precedes him, and we're going to make him confirm it every day. (laughs) you know it was surprising the first time uh the second time man i was not expecting that did tj watt uh, look surprised uh you know i i was kind of surprised myself i didn't really see watt's reaction (sighs) but when washington did it the first time tomlin made sure 
to announce to Darnell Washington that the next time T.J. Watt was his turn came up in line, Washington was supposed to get in there and be the guy opposing him. They they orchestrate those matchups. Mike Tomlin does a great job of that. He he makes the players he wants to see go against one another go against one another. If one guy gets crushed, he makes them repeat it. Um, it, it really gets the emotions running, and then they go. Uh, they start with seven shots, then they go to backs on backers, and then they went the team run, which is another you know let's get after it type of period, uh, and it was good stuff. Another guy who left an impression in backs on backers, inside linebacker Landon Roberts. He left an impression on running back John Lovett in particular. Uh, Roberts blasting Lovett, knocking him off his cleats, onto his back, almost knocked his helmet off. It, it was suggested to Tomlin that uh, maybe Landon Roberts had raised his intensity uh, in appreciation of the moment, but uh, Tomlin said, no, nah, that's just... A Landon Roberts being a Landon Roberts. He does everything with intensity. Uh, that's one of the reasons why we were so attracted to him, not only in free agency, but when he came out of the University of Houston. Now, Lovett got crushed again uh, on the next rep by Mark Robinson. Welcome to Latrobe. It was his first practice with the Steelers after uh, being signed yesterday, along with running back Greg Bell. One uh, real negative uh, or potential negative associated with yesterday's practice Rookie cornerback Corey Trice Jr. Uh, went down with a non-contact injury on the last play of team run, and it looked to be pretty severe. He was down on the field for quite a while. He eventually had to be carted off. Uh, Mike Tomlin was over, hovering over the medical people that were attending to Trice. Uh, a couple of the veteran players, DeMonte Casey and Patrick Peterson, came over to kind of give Trice a hug and try to pick his spirits up. And as they carted him off, they did so right in front of the grandstand, and everybody was applauding, which people do in such circumstances. But Trice had his, his head buried in his hand. He, he did yeah, not uh, appear to be in a good place. Uh, no official word as to the severity of that injury, but, uh, again, it did not look good. Steelers will be back at it uh, on the practice field again today. Pirates uh, active and busy at the Major League Baseball trade deadline yesterday. They acquired first baseman. Alfonso Rivas, left-handed pitcher Jackson Wolf, and outfielder Estuar Suero from San Diego Padres. The uh, Friars get lefty Rich Hill and first baseman G-Man Choi. Bucks also found somebody to take Austin Hedges off their hands. He gets shipped to the Texas Rangers in exchange for international cap space. And uh, Pittsburgh making a deal with Philadelphia as well. The Bucks get left-handed pitcher Bailey Falters. I guess you could be better named if you're a pitcher. I don't know about uh, Falter. That would be like a golfer named Shank. Yeah, <laughs> it's not It's not really good. But uh, he, he comes to Pittsburgh in exchange for minor league infielder Rodolfo Castro. Two names you did not hear me mention just now, Mitch Keller and David Bednar. So, you know, full speed Yay! ahead with the, with the young guys the Pirates have in the lineup. Uh, it's Fairly easy to envision Keller and number one draft pick Paul Skeens being at the top of the rotation next year. It's even easier to envision Bednar coming in to close games. He did that again last night. His 22nd save in 23 opportunities as the Pirates beat the Tigers 4-1 to one last night at PNC Park. Back Bucks are back within 10 games of 500 at 48 and 58. They have won three straight, four or five, five of seven, Six of nine and seven of 11 
And Val, if they win again this afternoon in game two against the Tigers, they will have won their third straight series. So things beginning to uh, pick up again a little bit after all those losing streaks. A little more positive. That's good. Keep moving through the end of the season and rack up those wins. What yeah, get some get some experience, make some progress, and look like you're headed somewhere would be a reasonable goal. That's a positive. Yeah. It's a good thing. I, I agree. All right. Well, thanks, Mike. Uh, on the way, we'll be joined by Dale Lawley. He's also at Steelers training camp. We'll get his thoughts on what happened yesterday and how he feels about things up to this point. It's uh, the DVE Morning Show.
Dave Matthews Band there. It's the DVE Morning Show. I'm Val Porter. Randy Bauman on vacation. Bill Crawford on vacation. Mike Brasuda is live from Steelers training camp. Also at Steelers training camp, Dale Lawley, contributing writer and editor for Steelers.com, host of The Drive on SNR and also part of the DVE Steelers pregame broadcast. How you doing, Dale? You know, that was a dirty trick by Jacob playing Dave Matthews. He knows I hate Dave Matthews. Ah, now it's clear. I'm doing great, Val. How are you? Uh, I'm doing good. Now, I have to say, I am super excited this year for Steelers season and camp. Is it the same feeling out there for you guys and the fans? Do you sense that with the players? or at all? Is it always that way at the beginning of camp? No, I, I think you're you're onto something there, Val. I mean, I, I, and Mike can confirm this, but I think the crowds have been even bigger than than a typical. Like you know, yesterday was a, a regular weekday, and there were ten thousand people out here again. <laughs> uh, the players have been very excited about everything. The coaching staff's excited about everything. I, I I do sense a level of excitement with this team. Dale, it seemed like there was. Something for everybody yesterday. Uh, curious as to what made the biggest impression on you from the first day in pads. I mean, the physicality, Mike, was was is always impressive. Uh, the, the guys are able to turn that on uh, like it's a switch and just and just go. Uh, you know, I was watching the the offensive line one on ones um, a lot, and you know, of course, backs on backers, and, and just that, you know. The, the ability to just go boom from from zero to to sixty basically, you know, in in, in the flip of the switch was, was impressive. Um, I like what I'm seeing from from Broderick Jones. Uh, this kid is, uh, you know, they're throwing some different stuff at him. He's looked good. Um, Isaac Samalu yesterday getting to the second level and and doing some of those things was was impressive. Um, I don't know if you can see it as much. At field level, you know, we're in the press box doing the drive during the show. And, you know, just watching those offensive linemen climb to the second level is like, wow, okay. We, we haven't seen that in a while. And, and um, you know, the backs on backers is, is just – it's a treat every time. And, um, you know, one of the guys – well, uh, your boy Connor Hayward held up well yesterday. Moving, you know, he was lining up in line. He lined up in the backfield. Did some different things there with him in that drill. And uh, the one kid that I've been really impressed with again is Nick Herbig, um, the fourth round pick out of Wisconsin. I think they got something there. Um, I know he's undersized, but that kid can rush the passer. And Mike has marveled this morning about Darnell Washington's play against T.J. Watt. Yeah, I, you know, I don't know that Watt was going full speed in that drill yesterday. Um, Taking it easy you know, on him. Geez, I, I hope I hope he wasn't Dale because he wasn't going very far up the field. Uh, I, no, I mentioned but, on know, Twitter, I, you know, people have been calling uh, Darnell Washington Mount Washington. I think we should change his name to Pendot because the road's closed, baby. You got to go somewhere else. <laughs> you know who did beat him though was Nick Herbert. On a, uh, like a, you know, right around the edge. Um, but yeah, I mean, I mean, he's impressive. Uh, I made note to. Uh, to Bob Labriola yesterday when we were in the press box. I'm like, look at Washington with the, with the helmet and the pads on. When they were, it, it, this was when they were just throwing, you know, uh, pass patterns before practice to the wide receivers and the, and the tight ends. I'm like, he's a monster. 
He's just a monster. He just stands out in the crowd no matter what the crowd is, whether it's offensive linemen, whether it's wide receivers and tight ends. He just stands out in the crowd. He was standing next to Connor Hayward at one point on the sideline, and uh, somebody pointed out to me, said, look at that. Can you believe those guys play the same sport, let alone the same position? <laughs> they don't even look like they're the same species, Mike. <laughs> <laughs> Well, it may be way too early to ask this question, but are you seeing uh, more maturity, more confidence out of George Pickens? I mean, it's his second season, but we're, we're so early in camp. It, it is early in camp, pal. But, but you know, I've, I've you know Kenny Pickett talked yesterday, and he talked about how uh, Pickens has has improved his route tree. Um, you know, they want to get him more y- yards after the catch. He wants to get more yards after the catch, and, and part of that is running better routes, and so you're not just catching jump balls down the sideline. And I think we've seen some of that, Mike, some in-cutting routes and things of that nature that have gotten him, you know, with the ball on the run. And I think a, a big part of that, again, is, is, is also Kenny Pickett feeling comfortable throwing those passes. I know uh, Pro Football uh, Focus put out a, a, uh, a piece last week. Kenny Pickett's uh, his, his kryptonite is, is anything in the middle of the field. Well, I think – they realized that as well, that he didn't do that very well last year. He realized that, and they're really working that part of the game here. You notice a lot of a lot of stuff in the middle of the field, and, you know, Pickens is a big part of that. He's a big target. He's got a big catch radius, and he's always been confident. That's never been an issue, but, you know, now he's starting to refine his game a little bit, and uh, he's going to be a, a force to be reckoned with. You know, I, I, I think that uh, Pro Football Focus is the Dave Matthews band of uh, pro football analysis. <laughs> but I did want to ask you about uh, that over-the-middle stuff because I, too, have noticed that they seem to be doing that an awful lot. Is is the pass over the middle this year's deep ball? In other words, we saw him throwing the deep ball last year out here and in the preseason, and then we got to the regular season, and eh, not so much. Are they, are they just doing this to shut people up, or do you think they really see something there? No, I mean, Mike, if you look at everything that they've done this offseason, uh, you had Darnell Washington, who we just talked about. You had Allen Robinson. Uh, you know, those intermediate routes over the middle, that's what he does. You know, that, that's where he's made his bread and butter over the course of his career. So, you know, I think they do recognize that that was an issue, and they want to open up that part of the field, and, you know, that will soften things up. You know, they ran the ball well last year. Um, if you can keep those safeties backed off because now all of a sudden the middle of the field is, is, is a weapon for you, um, now you're going to run the ball that much better. Conversely, if, if you're running the ball well and you can suck those safeties, you know, one of those safeties down into the box, now that middle is going to be really open. So, you know, that's just the, the, the natural progression of this offense, I think. Dale, thanks so much for joining us this morning. Uh, enjoy your time at camp. We'll be up there next week, so we'll talk to you then. Sounds good, Val. See you, Mike. Dale Lolly, contributing writer, editor for Steelers.com, host of The Drive on SNR, and he's part of our Steelers uh pregame broadcasts here on DVE. Mark Madden going to join us at 9.45. I have news up next. It's a DVE morning show. Yes, your favorite table is available, and yes, you build the menu. The DVE workforce has the run of the kitchen. Oh, yeah. With Michelle Michaels. Oh, and now we're cooking. On the DVE electric lunch at noon. It's Randy Bauman from the DVE morning show. The De- this is WDVE Pittsburgh. 
I mean, I remember That's the old, so cool. the icy light days. Oh yeah, icy light amphitheater days. Oh my god, one of the funniest venues ever. Train just Train flying by, built you. into the show, whatever yeah. it was. They would do comedy there, <laughs> dude. I saw Chappelle there. Yeah, he was like, eh. he's like, this is. Who came up with this venue? <laughs> like, what, what are we doing here? Brandy Bellman and the DVE Morning Show. It's two minutes after nine at DVE. Here's the Channel 11 Severe Weather Center forecast. Hazy sunshine today and warm, but still not humid. High temperature today. 82 degrees. I'm Scott Harbaugh in Severe Weather Center 11. It's 63 degrees at DVE. The news is brought to us by Window Nation. I'm Val Porter. Special Counsel Jack Smith says the 2021 attack on the U.S. Capitol was fueled by lies told by former President Trump. Smith announced yesterday that Trump's been charged with conspiring to defraud the U.S., disenfranchise voters, and attempting to obstruct the certification of the results of the 2020 presidential election. Smith said his office will seek a speedy trial in the case against Trump and added that he must be presumed innocent until proven guilty. He called the Capitol riot a, quote, unprecedented assault on the seat of American democracy, end quote. The search continues for an alligator recently spotted on the Kiski River. Kayakers reported seeing the four-foot gator Sunday near the Salina Bridge, while another individual told police they saw the gator near the Roaring Run Trail near Apollo. A spokesperson for the Armstrong County Humane Society says they think the animal to be uh, is semi-domestic. Uh, they hope to capture it soon and safely. Well, Pee Wee Herman once spent an entire movie trying to get his bicycle back, but Pittsburgh residents have the chance to see it now at a museum and shop on the city's north side. Among the bikes on display now at Bicycle Heaven at Preble and uh, Columbus Avenue is one of the bicycles used in the 1985 movie Pee-wee's Big Adventure. Pee-wee actor Paul Rubens passed away this week at age 70. More details on how you can check out the bicycle can be found at bicycleheaven.org. It has been a hotter than normal summer, but that hasn't stopped a lot of people from getting outside and exercising or even competing in strenuous races. According to a new survey, 43% of athletes are not preparing enough for those hot conditions. That, of course, is a problem because heat stroke, uh, heat stroke is no joke. It can lead to serious health problems and even death. Experts say staying safe isn't that complicated. Staying hydrated is the big key. And so is staying in communication with others just in case you do get stranded out there in the heat. Well, the environmental organization on the edge is trying to save lesser known, ugly, endangered animals from extinction by featuring them in video games. So far, they've released two games, Save the Purple Frog and Kakapo Run, with plans for more in the future. In Save the Purple Frog, players navigate the game as the Indian Purple Frog, dodging trains, owls, and snakes so they can get to the breeding ground in order to preserve their species. Sounds a lot like Frogger. In Kakapo Run, players move a flightless parrot from New Zealand to safety at a protected sanctuary. One of the leaders of On the Edge, Dr. Alex Bowman, hopes these video games inspire people to pay more attention to these ugly animals, even though they're not as cute as other critters out there. As Dr. Bowman explains, the most beautiful animals are definitely not the most important, but they do get the limelight, unfortunately. (laughs) 
So what's the very first thing you do in the morning? If the answer is look at your phone, you may need to change things up because it's starting you off on the wrong foot. So I guess I need to make some changes. <laughs> According to psychiatrist Dr. Nicole Benders Hadi, she says immediately turning to your phone when you wake up can start your day off in a way that is more likely to increase stress and leave you feeling overwhelmed. So basically, instead of starting your day off gently with some light stretching, maybe some puppies, uh, you're starting your day instead with a slap in the face. So I don't know, maybe program your phone to just have puppies on it and flowers. I don't, <laughs> I don't know what the trick is because you can't avoid the awful stuff if you're looking at your phone first thing, but give it a try. Some people can spend their time in prison working to change the trajectory of their lives and others. Well, they just don't get it. A 21-year-old man in Mississippi escaped from a correctional facility last August. He was doing a seven-year sentence for aggravated assault, but he was expected to be released that December. So after he fled the prison, he broke into a nearby home and held three people at gunpoint for hours. Then he stole a car from one of the hostages and crashed it. Police later found him hiding in a trash can and re-arrested him. So he broke out just a few months before he was going to get out if he had just finished his sentence. Now he's going to spend another 40 years in state prison. Striking writers and Hollywood studios will start talking again this week. The Writers Union, the Writers Guild of America, confirmed Tuesday night it will resume talks with the Alliance of Motion Picture and Television Producers about negotiations on Friday. That confirmation came hours after deadline reported both the writers and the studios had a new sense of guarded optimism as the strike heads towards its 100th day next week. And finally, when it comes to the greatest acoustic guitar song of all time, everybody has their own opinion. Readers of Total Guitar Magazine chose Led Zeppelin's Stairway to Heaven. Uh, it was followed by Pink Floyd's Wish You Were Here, the Eagles' Hotel California, Clapton's Tears in Heaven, and the Beatles' Blackbird. Forecast today, sunny but hazy. Temperatures in the low 80s. We're at 62 degrees now at DVE. I'm Val Porter. Mike Pursuta broadcasting live from Steelers training camp. And it was a big day yesterday at camp. First day with pads on, backs on backers, some surprising plays that went viral. Uh, and the Pirates did good things yesterday. So we'll talk about all that coming up with Mike. Mark Madden on the way at 945. It's the DVE Morning Show.
Show. I'm riding dirty, man. I got to go to the DMV today. What I do you got, mean I, you're I'm, riding uh, dirty? Just I'm don't expired. have a license? I, I got a license. I just don't have, I'm not registered, man. But uh, these days when I go in there, it's, I don't, I'm not like a responsible guy. And like, I don't have the, if there's an important document, I just, I just don't have it. If you have your social security card, I haven't seen that in 12 years. For sure, it's an important document. Well, then you guys shouldn't have printed it on a gum wrapper, okay? (laughs) The passport people made a book out of their thing. It's got pages and a cover. And yes, I lost that too, but I shouldn't have, you know? Sir, do you have your birth certificate? My birth certificate? That document is 53 years old. I also don't have the Declaration of Independence. (laughs) Now, the birth certificate, like, you could get a new one. You can write to the state of Missouri and get one, but one, like I lose them all the time. Like, can I just get a book of fifty? Is it? Is there like a first ticket of the bus club or something like that? Did they start with the stupid cars? Do you have a title for your car? I never thought of one. Uh, the, the sedan with a plan. How's that? Uh, and then you know, like my friends. My idiot friend is like, you know, if you get the vaccine, you know, he says if you get the vaccine that like that that's the way the the government's putting a chip inside of you or whatever. And I'm like, if that's the case, outstanding. Like that would make the DMV a much better place for me. Like, I'm sure we need to see your documents. Well, they're. I got a shot in my left arm. I think it's under here. Just look under there. It's all in there. You know, I know that I have a chip and you know, you got a reader while you're in there. I I think I forgot my uh, Apple ID. Can you just look it up? Uh, Save some passwords. Uh, No, no, I'm I'm coming to you right now for my condo, which I've owned for like 15 years, which that's fairly responsible. Right. I mean, it's, um, and I remember a lot of paperwork uh, that was signed when, when I bought this, and I don't have that. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm very vulnerable to a, a, a squatter. You know, like if I uh, <laughs> when I come back from the road on uh, Sunday, there's probably going to uh, hey, where, where, this is my place. Get out of here. Prove it. Uh, <laughs> All right, you guys take the upstairs. I'll take the <laughs> you just have to concede. Yeah, 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 you, no dog, yeah. what are you going to do? You have a roommate now. I, I, would, I never met a squatter, man. If I ever met one, I would be very disappointed if they weren't physically squatting. You know? like, <laughs> <laughs> hey, what are you doing in my house? I'm a squatter. How long have you been a squatter? A long time. How'd you get into it? Well, I was a catcher in high school baseball, and uh, the one thing I did. You got squatter's knees. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. These are bad. <laughs> I am still living with your ghost, lonely and dreaming of the West Coast. I don't Big black boots and an old suitcase.
Don't you mess around with me, you're a the DVE Morning Show. I'm Val Porter. Uh, Bill Crawford and Randy Bauman on vacation. Mike Bursuta is at Steelers training camp and great day at camp yesterday and I don't know if you can officially bet on stuff that happens at camp, but maybe some wagering between the players about <laughs> what might happen in a backs-on-backs play. Yeah, I bet that's going on, Val, but uh, let me tell you this much uh, with certainty. There's state baseball today at PNC Park, and if you've got the Bet Park Sportsbook and Casino app, you not only have day baseball, you have options. Maybe you think the Pirates are going to stay, you know, relatively lukewarm as they've been. You can take Pittsburgh at plus 102 to win, or you can get a little creative with the same game parlay. The Pirates to win and Henry Davis to get a hit comes back at plus 155. The Bucks. Davis and Andrew McCutcheon getting hits at plus 260. And the Bucks, Davis, McCutcheon, and Brian Reynolds all getting hits. That's a plus 375 same game parlay. You can play it any way you want to play it with Bet Parks. Uh, your creativity is your only limitation. That's just one reason why the Bet Parks Sportsbook and Casino app is the only one that I recommend. Uh, now's a great time. Get in the game. New users can bet $10 and get $125 in sportsbook bonus if your first bet wins. That's new users and winning bets only. Sports bonus must be wagered once. See the website, betparks.com, for complete terms, details, and conditions. Must be 21 and in Pennsylvania, New Jersey, or Ohio. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. With the iHeartRadio app, your hometown station is sports. I'm Mike Pursuta for DVE Sports. Brought to you this hour by Bridgeville Appliance. Pickens versus Porter is a matchup that keeps happening out here at St. Vincent College. Second year wide receiver George Pickens against cornerback Joey Porter Jr., the Steelers' uh, number 2A draft pick, the 32nd overall selection in the most recent NFL draft. To Mike Tomlin, uh, that's a matchup that is uh, natural, and it's not the only one that's materializing at St. Vincent. You know, they're young guys, both trying to find a place for themselves in this thing and improve daily, and it's a natural thing that they come together and compete against each other, as I'm sure there'll be some other similar matchups that, that may draw your attention. Yeah, Pickens is getting the best of it so far, which I guess you'd expect the, you know, the second-year guy would be ahead of the game versus the rookie. Uh, last week, uh, I think it was on Friday, 
George Pickens ran a route where he just came off the line of scrimmage and attacked Joey Porter Jr., pushed him to the ground, then he turned around and caught the ball. Now, I think in a game that would be offensive pass interference, but <laughs> it was it was Pickens just telling Porter, hey, you, you're not covering me. And then yesterday, <laughs> Porter was covering Pickens like a blanket, and Pickens managed to levitate and reach up with one hand. I don't know if people have seen this on Twitter. Some, uh, yeah, some it's of the gone fandoms, viral. So. So, some of the fans have posted it. It was just an amazing catch. And uh, because it was an amazing catch, it was one that uh, Joey Porter Jr. didn't have any issue getting over. Next play. That's all you can say, next play. I mean, he got a crazy catch. That's what he do for a living. Uh, I felt like I got him at the line. It was perfect for him on my part. But, you know, you got a freak athlete you're going against. You got to expect those kind of plays to happen. You just got to brush it off, next play mentality. Yeah, that's a pretty uh, good way to look at it on Porter's part. That shows perspective and understanding. Maybe that's a reflection of, I don't know, having a dad who played in the NFL for a long time and understands how the game is played at this level and is able to pass that stuff along. Now, I mentioned that play uh, last week a minute ago, Val. I-, I saw somebody reported that while Pickens was in the process of shoving Porter to the ground, he grabbed his chain and took his chain off him. Oh, Yesterday, yeah, I read that. Yesterday, Pickens makes that ridiculous catch, and he puts the mustard on the hot dog by shoving the ball in Porter's chest after the play. Probably also a penalty in the regular season. Perhaps. Uh, Porter responded by throwing the ball back at Pickens, but you know what? It stopped there. It didn't get out of hand. And uh, Joey Porter Jr. emphasized yesterday that uh, they'll take this thing so far, but only so far. Uh, it's not too hard because at the end of the day, we know we're teammates, but we want the best out of each other. So we're going to talk. We're going to do a little extra hand there, but it's never going to get past that point. Like Coach said, we know we're a professional team, not an MMA team. So we're just going to keep it like that. Now, a little, uh, little backstory on that, Val. Uh, the catch occurred in one-on-one uh, defensive back wide receiver drills. Those were running at the same time that backs on backers was taking place at the other end of the field. Now I went down to watch backs on backers because I've watched these guys play catch all spring. And I actually wanted to see them hit each other for a change. So you hear this roar from the crowd. There's a buzz on the field and everybody saw oh, Pickens made this unbelievable catch. I didn't see it, but uh, at the end of practice, I ran into a guy who was on the field and saw it. And uh, this guy described to me the catch in great detail. And then he told me how much he absolutely loved Pickens shoving the ball at Porter and Porter throwing it back at Pickens. Uh, it, the guy emphasized, this is this is great. This is great competition. These guys are emotional. These guys are engaged. They're really fired up. They're really getting after it. You love to see that. And I said, I could do without the, the showboating at the end of yeah. the play, the hot, the hot dog, and I'm not well, a big again, fan of that. Because they called taunting so much, you know, yeah. last season. That that's that's probably gonna be a penalty. So I explained that to this. I explained that to this guy, and he tells me, "Ah, Mike, you gotta, you gotta worry, you gotta watch. You're getting a little soft. You, ah. you gotta caution against getting soft." Now, the context is the guy was a priest, Val. <laughs> <laughs> People are fired up out here. <laughs> well, wasn't expecting that, but <laughs> yeah, the, the the priests are into the competition at St. Vincent College, uh, as are the players, as are the fans. This has been fun so far. And uh, it should only get better. We are uh, starting to percolate toward Friday Night Lights on Friday night. Wow, that's, that's Friday Night quick. Lights. Then the morning show's coming out next week. 
I am Just, so excited. And I know I've, I've, I asked Dale Lolly about George Pickens, and I think I asked you. And the reason I'm focusing on him so much is that I'm, as a second year player, I'm really looking at him to make strides this year. You should be, and there's two reasons that that can happen. He can get a little bit better and refine his game a little bit, and they can just throw him the damn ball. And they seem to be throwing him the damn ball this year. Uh, So far, so good. Uh, Pirates have a a game against the Tigers coming up at 1235, the second of a two-game set at PNC Park. Bucks won 4-1 last night. The bigger development, they did not trade Mitch Keller they did not trade David Bednar. It's Eduardo Rodriguez for the Tigers against Osvaldo Beto for the Pirates today. Uh, Bucks going for a third consecutive series win. And the Penguins announcing this morning that they have re-signed forward Drew O'Connor to a two-year contract. Uh, that's got an average annual value of 925000 O'Connor coming off of NHL career highs in games played with 46, goals with five, and assists with six. He also had a career-high 63 hits, and uh, then he got to represent Team USA in the World Championships, and uh, Drew O'Connor looked pretty good at the Worlds. Uh, Three goals, five assists, and eight points in 10 games. This is, uh, I think, one of the types of players that they're going to need to hit on given their salary cap situation. They need to find guys who are relatively inexpensive, young, ascending players who play past the value of their contract, and I think uh, Drew O'Connor is a guy that can uh, po- possibly do that. He looks like he's made slow but steady progress in uh, in his brief NFL NHL tenure so far. And uh, maybe Drew Connor's a guy who's going to take a significant step. Can I go back to the Steelers, Mike? Sure. Again, early in camp. But I, what's going on with Deontay Johnson? I haven't heard his name mentioned much. Yeah, uh, you know, nothing out of the ordinary. Uh, you know, he's out there practicing. Nothing spectacular, making, good or bad. Nothing like George Pickens so far, but <laughs> he's uh, George Pickens has been really noticeable. Uh, Allen Robinson's been really noticeable at wide receiver. And part of the reason for that is uh, the Deontay Johnsons and TJ Watts and Cam Haywards of the world, the established vets, don't get uh, as many reps as the other guys, particularly early in camp because they want to take a look at these other people. Mm-hmm. All right. Thanks, Mike. When we come back, we'll be joined by Double M, Mark Madden. It's a DVE morning show. Music freaks are always. It is the DVE morning show. I'm Val Porter. Randy and Bill on vacation. Mike Rasud is live from Steelers training camp. Joining us now, Double M Mark Madden brought to us by Rivers Casino. Good morning, Mark. How are you? Whoops, sorry. Oh, I pulled a Randy. I didn't press the button. There you are. How you doing? <laughs> How much vacation does Randy Bauman get? Well, he needs to get it all in before Steelers. Why? It, it, I mean, does he like the Steelers that much? I know. I Anyway, yeah. Well, we are the Steelers flagship station, so we've got a lot of coverage <laughs> going on here. Yeah, uh, and, it, you know, some exciting things going on up there. The, the Pickens catch was out of this world. I mean, I'm not sure how much it means in a scrimmage, but, boy, I, I just wish they would take the chance to – let him make plays like that in a game, you, you know, to, to, to weigh risk and reward and, and take more risk than they do. I'm working on a column for the Trib right now 
where I talk about how the Steelers offensively have nothing to hang their hat on. Like when you play Cincinnati, you know about Jamar and, and Mahomes. When you play, excuse me, Jamar and Burrow. When you play Kansas City, you know about Mahomes and Kelsey. You know, Cleveland's going to pound the ball with Chubb. I'm not sure the Steelers have much of an identity offensively. Defensively, yes, but I'm not sure about offensively. And I think Pickens could be that, given the chance. You... Yeah, they, t- they talked about it last year and then uh, backed off, and they're talking about it again for what that's worth. Yeah, but, I mean, they need to not be scared. They need to put the ball in the middle of the field deep once in a while. They need to let their first-round quarterback play like a first-round quarterback. I, I, I think the defense plays extremely aggressively, as, as a Steeler defense is wont to do, Mike. But uh, offensively, they just I just wish they'd try more. So you don't think they'll use this second year for Kenny and for uh, George Pickens to unleash them a little bit? No, I don't. I mean, I hope they do. That would be the right thing to do. I just don't. I think they're going to play it safe, you know, ride Najee. I don't want to say too much because if that's their identity, they should commit to it. If Najee's going to be their bell cow, as I've heard Coach T say, uh, then they need to stick with that. But I, I just, I mean, Triv, you tell me, is there an offensive identity really? I think what they want it to be, Mark, is uh, versatility. If if you want to play pass defense, they'll run the ball on you. If you want to load the box, they'll throw it on you. They they think they envision themselves to be a team for all seasons and all situations. Uh, they got a lot of pieces in place to maybe be that, but not many of them are established. Yeah, I think that perceived balance adds up to a whole lot of nothing. I don't think it adds up to identity even a little bit. Uh, again, I just talked about every every good team, even a lot of the bad teams, you know what they're going to do when, when things are tight. You know what they're going to rely on, and it's still not often stopped. I, I think the Steelers need to develop something like that. Buffalo, uh, Allen and Diggs, I mean, you just go down the list, and the Steelers don't have that. You noted in uh, your column, uh, I think it was over the weekend, that all the areas the Steelers are mediocre in, do you anticipate them being better in any of those areas? Well, here's my game plan for them. Val, and this was in the column I believe you're referring. Uh, if they want to run the ball, that's fine. They've got to finish top five running the ball. If they have an elite defense, they need to finish top five in all the categories and overall. Last year, that defense, for all its eliteness, finished 10th, 14th, 14th, and 14th in the categories that matter. That, that's what they need to do. They need to, they, if they're going to, you know, build an identity on what they want to, then they need to do it. They need to execute. What's going on on the show, Mark? What's uh, the hot topic these days? I've been sequestered for about a week. Exactly what I'm talking about now. <laughs> well, I wanted, I'll be to, visit- I wanted to ask you about the Pirates. Okay. How do you feel about the moves they did and did not make? Well, first off, I want to get a plug-in. I will be at Dino's tomorrow during the sh- doing the show from 3 till 6, Dino's in Latrobe. Oh, nice. Because I would never go to training camp, but I love to go to Dino's, and Sharky's for that matter. <laughs> but I, Dino's from 3 till 6. The Pirates, I, I, I think they played it right. I mean, I don't trust them at all. But, but I think keeping Keller and Bedner, I mean, we've, we've heard internally for years that 2024 was going to be a breakthrough year. Well, if, if you trade your closer number one starter – then you kick that can even further down the road. 
I think the potential is there to be decent next year if they don't slow play Skeens. If they get into the big leagues, I'd have him there on opening day. My, my opening day rotation would be uh, Keller, Skeens, and Oviedo because they all have looked pretty good. Uh, maybe somebody else jumps in there like Priester. Um, maybe JT Brubaker comes back. But I think that's the makings of a legitimate major league rotation, which they haven't had for quite some time. So in, in terms of who they traded, I'm amazed that Austin Hedges brought anything in return, even something as intangible as more room under the international cap, whatever that is. Uh, here's a guy hitting 170 on the season, playing regularly, and another team wanted them. That's just in- incredible. I think, where, where'd he go? he go to Houston, Texas? Where'd he go? Texas. Texas. It amazes me that their, that their trade deadline for the Rangers, who are a real good team, they picked up Max Scherzer, and Austin Hedges, boy, what a battery that's going to be moving forward. You know, I, I think Hedges might be the worst player in the big leagues, possibly. But what worst I wanted hitter. to ask you, worst hitter. you, you mentioned uh, Brubaker a moment ago. If he does make a triumphant return from injury, will there be a long, slow clap at PNC Park? I don't get it. That's what do you a mean? Reference, it's a reference to the 1970s Robert Redford movie, Brubaker. Where he played okay, the, yeah, you uh, lost me. Sorry. Yes, there will be. I'll try to save the bit by saying yes, I expect that for sure. <laughs> better, better yet, investigate Brubaker. It's a great role for uh, Robert Redford, as they all are. Hey, hey, you tell me, what's the deal with Porter and Pickens? Is that serious or is that just a little camp hijinks? Uh, I would say it's not quite Antonio Brown and Taylor. They haven't come to blows yet, but it is absolutely serious. Why? I mean, is there any reason? Two dogs, one Com- bone. I competitive guess competitive you know, fire. I mean, yeah, they're you know they're both high profile young guys, uh, and they're going head to head against each other, and they want to win. Yeah, I, I think Pickens might have taken it a bit too far, and you know until he does something in a real game more than he's done. I mean, I think he's a great talent. I also think he has the potential to be. Wait for it, AB Junior, Junior, Junior. <laughs> Who are the other two juniors? Um, Juju and um, and Chase Claypool. <laughs> now, hopefully, hopefully this this junior, junior, junior will, will get closer to AB like the other two never really did. I think Pickens a great player, and I don't mind a little bit of that in camp, Triv. I know you don't either. A little bit of that, you know, competitiveness spilling over into combativeness, but but I don't like it when it's isolated with the same two guys over and over. You know what I mean? Like, like, I don't think teammates should hate each other. It looks like they might. And I, I think there's more heat with Pickens toward Porter than vice versa, don't you? I, I don't think they hate each other. I think they're just really getting after it. I mean, at least I, I talked to Porter at length yesterday, and he was acknowledging what a great catch it was and how there was nothing he could have done. He played it exactly how he wanted to play it. And No, he doesn't like getting knocked down or getting beat, but you got to move on as a quarter. He seems to have the right idea. I don't know if Pickens does. I'm not saying Pickens does not. I'm just saying I don't know if he does or not. But they, Mike Tomlin's famous for these uh, one-on-one battles that he likes to get percolating in a training camp setting. Uh, he thinks it brings out the best in the individuals and the uh, the two collective sides, the offense and the defense. So, so you don't think it spills over into the locker room between those two? I do not, but, you know, I'm not in the locker room. See, because, like, there was a situation years ago, and you'll probably know what this is, and don't blurt it because one of the guys is still on the Penguins. There was a situation where two guys used to clash all the time in, on the ice, like in practice, and, and they did hate each other, and it spilled over off the ice. 
and they traded one of the guys, and that wasn't why they traded him, but that was seen as a beneficial side effect. So, oh, that, so I, I would no hope question that they it can happen. it to the point where it doesn't spill over. There's no question it can happen, and Tomlin's a big guy on practice etiquette. He doesn't mind it going to a point, but he doesn't want it crossing a line that uh, they establish. Uh, I don't know if you heard the Porter comment yesterday. He said, you know, we're a football team, not an MMA team, so you can only <laughs> – uh, I like I like Joey Porter Jr. He can talk. He can play and he can talk. <laughs> I'm a big Pat Pete fan for the same reasons. Oh my God, is he a revelation? He he won the Chief Award already, as far as I'm concerned. Most cooperative <laughs> with the media. I've interviewed him three yeah, well, times. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see how cooperative because I'm trying to get him on the show. Speaking of your show, who's on your show today? Oh Val, you're rushing me. I don't know. <laughs> I'm rushing you. I don't know. I mean, there'll be a lot of like. Like, I'm going to expand on what we just talked about now, about how the Steelers need something, a more clear-cut offensive identity. And I think they could forge that if they wanted to, but I think Pickens has to be a part of that. I think they have to show more reliance on him in real games, and he's not a rookie anymore, and neither is Pickett, like you said, Val. So I would really like to see that. So we'll be talking about that quite a bit, about the moves the Pirates made and didn't make. Uh, Drew O'Connor signed a two-year deal with the Penguins today, avoiding arbitration. That opens a second buyout window for them in in three days, and then they have to decide whether or not to use it within 48 hours. And I think that tale, tells the tale for Granlund one way or the other and maybe tells the tale for their ability to get Eric Carlson. Sounds good, Mark. Mark Madden, 3 o'clock this afternoon on our Thank other you. station, 105.9 The X. Mark brought to us by Rivers Casino. Thanks to Dale Lolly for joining us this, uh, uh, this morning as well. Randy is supposed to return tomorrow from vacation. Uh, just, Seriously. you know, yeah. I mean, I wouldn't, but he says he's coming in tomorrow. <laughs> so, uh, by but- the way, I was doing, uh, the show last night from Sharky's, uh, DVE Rocks training camp. Mm-hmm. And, which uh, you have two more of those, right? the next two Tuesdays, uh, a guy who was there came up and said, Hey Mike, you got to tell Randy, I was at that show Saturday. He was awesome on the keyboards. Well, you can tell him tomorrow. Well, I just said it. I don't think I'm going to repeat it. <laughs> Hopefully he's listening off lot. I, I get, you know, I, I don't want to get him getting too big ahead by giving him too many compliments. <laughs> well, I think he had so much fun uh, playing with Chuck Lavelle that there's no worry about that. Um, Michelle Michaels, up next. She has the Electric Lunch at noon here on DVE. We'll talk to you tomorrow. I'm finished. Stay classy, Pittsburgh. Don't touch your face. I got him tight, bitch, my lord, baby. But now you gotta call me Ronald. Did you not eat my pants? Ronald. Ah! It's time for the Steelers Daily Report on DVE, brought to you by your neighborhood Ford stores and the Steelers Pro Shop. Get it direct from the team at shop.steelers.com. Here's Bob Labriola. Two guys who preceded him in this role were Jericho Cautry and Darius Hayward Bay, but Allen Robinson is a better version than either of them. A veteran NFL receiver, Robinson is versatile enough to play on the outside or in the slot. He has three 1,000-yard seasons on his resume, and in 2015, he led the NFL with 14 receiving touchdowns. Yes, the Steelers signed him because he still has game, but they also brought him to Pittsburgh to mentor George Pickens. 
Pickens has immense talent, but he's never really had someone to show him the ropes, someone to be a sounding board, someone to help him with what it takes to be a professional. And that's Robinson's job, too. I'm Bob Labriola of Steelers.com. ST Bank presents iHeartMedia's CEO. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus.